Welcome to Space to Face, a podcast where we encourage you to build the online and offline presence of your brand. Whether your strength is online or in person, we believe there's business magic to be made in the blending of both. This is a podcast for passionate creatives and entrepreneurs who want to bridge the gap between their online space and meeting face to face. I'm Paige Poppy. And I'm Asia Crescent. Thank you for joining us. Let's jump right in. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the show. Hello, everybody. Today we are so honored and excited and like we're still, we're always on a high when we create these intros because um, we just had Jen Carrington on as our interview guest and every time we do the intro afterwards, we're like, oh, that was so great and I'm like, oh, I'm I'm ready for the next one. Like I'm sad this is over that we were talking to her. So um, Asia, do you want to talk a little bit about Jen and also your experience together? We just love her. So you guys may not know this, but Jen Carrington is currently my content coach and will be probably forever. So she is a, she started out as a blog coach. She's now a content coach. And so she does one-on-one Skype sessions with all of her clients and helps them with so many things you guys will hear about on the show. But for me, she does content creation, helps me with my online presence in general. So she's incredible and she blogs over at jencarrington.com. So she's an amazing blogger and you guys, of course, will hear more about that. But we really brought Jen on not only because she's she's such a spacer, she has such this online presence, but you just feel from her that she's so thorough, so genuine, has such awesome content to share, and she's not forcing anything. She's really being herself in a way that that Paige and I were so different from her. And so it's so cool to hear her experience being an introvert, for example, being in England, for example, being purely a spacer and having no like yes, I want to go out to coffee shops and meet people. She is really at peace and um, just going for it and what works for her. So it's so awesome today to hear for things that work for her that we don't do or things that don't work for us or things that work for us and don't work for her and just getting a completely different perspective on what it's like to run an online business. So you guys have, especially for those of you who are introverts or for those of you who are purely, purely spacers, it's a really, really awesome um, interview today. And towards the end of the episode, I say this, but I'll say it now too. Definitely the highlight of us having guests on the show is that we can show you guys different perspectives because Asia and I are very aware that we are not like the ultimate we're not like the only yes final answer like there's so many Mm -hmm. different ways you can approach an online business or creative business locally um and Asia and I do have similar personalities or similar ways we do things a lot so it's really important for us to bring new people on and we're so excited so without further ado let's talk to Jen hey everyone welcome back guys hello sorry that I'm speaking over you I've had a lot of caffeine (laughs) that's okay um Jen do you want to say hi hello I'm British as you probably all can tell (laughs) hello I'm British new favorite intro can you intro to introduce all of your podcasts like this? Hello, I'm yes. Jen and I'm British. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. You know what I realized? Some people might not know that. No, people, I once had a client who was British who asked me, oh, you're not from here. You're like, yeah. like <laughs> I'm so confused. So even for like, for like a British person, I have like quite a, well, I'm Northern. Anyone who's listening who knows England or is from England, I'm from Manchester, I'm Northern. So I have a, a strong accent. That's so funny. What like what else do they not have more of an accent in the South? They have a nicer accent. Like when we so I never talk about the time that me and Alex worked in America for a few months, like when we were at uni. Like and the guys we worked in like Nantucket and the guy came in, so one customer and he was like, You don't sound like the Queen and I was like Galen. <laughs> and then someone asked me if I was Canadian, all these kind of things, but no, yeah. That is so funny. But then a lot of my clients are American and tell me that they like my accent, so it makes me feel better about it. Yes, I yes, do. Like we it. do. 
I think it's <laughs> I also love when you say anything that's different. Like when you just called your cookie a biscuit, I thought it was the greatest thing. Oh, that made my day. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty I remember when I said taco and you couldn't understand. Oh my I said- God, I almost died. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see my face? I was so excited. Like, what is a taco? That's not a thing. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I love it. When Jamie was visiting, she's Canadian, has no accent. And my boyfriend was like so disappointed. He was like, wait a minute, you have no accent. And she's like, I'm so sorry. So he would not be disappointed with you. You are a true English woman to us, for Mm -hmm. sure. What's funny is that I was going to talk about how if, like, people ran into you on the street because, like, your blog and your podcast, like, you're so, like, authentic. I feel like we use that word so much. But, like, you're so, like, real to you as a person. They wouldn't be surprised. But if they didn't listen to your podcast and just read your blog, ran onto you in the street, they would be like, what the hell? I didn't even know you had an accent. <laughs> this would be so weird. <laughs> I feel like there's not a lot of British people. So I think if you just came to the site, you'd probably just assume that I was American. Oh, for sure. There's not, like, a lot of British people, like in the online space like this is why I'm such a spacer because there's no one to be a face (laughs) that's really funny okay it's so true well wait let's backtrack for a second okay Jen in case anyone who might be listening to to the podcast doesn't know who you are can you introduce yourself a lot of people know who you are yes we will tell you guys that on our listener survey Jen was a very highly requested interview guest yes so we are really excited to have her here we're also 12 steps ahead of them because we've had this plan for weeks so we can just read our listeners minds i'm pretty sure yeah we were like oh that's perfect she's already gonna be on so anyway jen go ahead and let us know who you are and what you do and uh how you came to be on the podcast okay so i am jen i'm jen carrington i am based in the uk manchester i am a content coach and a creative mentor i have been blogging for almost three years now so not a very long time in the age of the internet but I've been running my business for the business that I have now for about a year um yeah how I probably came to be on this podcast is Asia was actually the first ever client to fill in my contact form ever ever and then we took a couple of months to get started because you had a you had your your vacations or something And then, but yeah, no, and that's how probably, I don't know if you didn't know me, but yeah, I've worked with Asia for like almost a year now, which is crazy. Yeah, a year really coming up and we're going to work together for the rest of my life, so. (laughs) It's really crazy. And I feel like more and more people that I talk to, like who have businesses, they're like, oh yeah, I had a call with Jen. Like, yeah, like it's such a common thing now. You're just a thing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So part of what we're going to talk to Jen about today is content creation. So Asia, is that how you came across Jen in the first place? Do you remember how that came to be? Shoot. How did, I mean, obviously I was like reading your blog and like I go through phases where I don't like consume content, um, which Jen would totally tell me is necessary sometimes, but I kind of just do it naturally when I'm like a little overwhelmed. Jen is the only one that I still read when I'm going through those phases. Um, because I feel like your content's not like invasive, but it's like slightly challenging, but not like make a million dollars tonight. And I'm like, ah, overwhelmed, you know? Um, but um, <laughs> what was it? Okay, so I, I know I came to you because you were calling yourself a blog coach at the time. Yeah. And I like was like, I love blogging and I can't get myself to do it. So I signed up to work with Jen because she was a therapist, <laughs> basically. Is how that happened. And she removed lots of mental blocks for me. And it's so amazing. And right now we're also in, um, she does this thing called, I don't know if I say she or you, like who 
who am I talking to? This is difficult. Jen does um, Be a Game Changer, which is a mastermind group that I'm a part of right now as well, which is fantastic. So you're doing all kinds of things. And I literally the other day was like, hey, I'm going to go ahead and sign up for you for the rest of the year. Is that cool? <laughs> so, yeah, we're pretty much stuck for life. That's um, been been so, so great. And yeah, I've literally told all of my friends about you. So it's so great. They're like, oh, yeah, Jen, cool. That sounds awesome. Yeah, cool. They feel like they know you. you know, even my friends who don't run businesses. <laughs> So great, but it's cool to see, like from from a client perspective, that you're really like preaching what mm, preaching what you practice, practicing what you preach. You know, like you're very consistent. You're putting out like awesome content, like pillars, no fillers. So it's really cool to see that, like from a client perspective, for sure. I feel like I couldn't, like, I don't know, like I, I don't know how I could share content that wouldn't be true. Does that make sense? Yeah, I don't know like, if you guys feel like that. Like I don't know how I'd like sit down and. But last year when the epic burnout which Asia you, I feel like you've been with me like the whole first year of my business and then you probably saw me like I, I, I held it together for my clients but I was in like epic burnout and I kind of um didn't create a lot and then I felt really crap and so I and it really helped me actually understand how you felt when you first came to me and you just like couldn't were struggling with consistency and it isn't about wanting to impress other people it's literally for yourself like you right, want to feel right. like you're consistent with the goals you set for yourself Right, right. I can totally see that within you too. What because before we started recording, Asia was like looking for a certain one of your blog posts, and you just like spewed off the title. I was like, that is someone who is really married to what they're creating because it's yes. like so much a part of you. And I could see that that that's like your creative element, genius, totally. like that you're in it. Um, do you have like a writing background? That like is that why you enjoy writing or so. Until I was like 20 years old, I didn't think that I was a creative person. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Like I like me discovering that I was a creative person and that I had creative needs kind of was like this big revelation for me. I always liked to write and read as a kid. I was like that weird kid who would like stay in and write like a book or like read. And like I was like the weirdo. But um, I just didn't. I, I have a social work degree, so I definitely did not think that I was going to be. I forgot that. Yeah. That's so crazy. I know. And so I'm, I'm like, so I just, I started a blog because basically I was at university. I hated my degree and I was also really sick when I was at university and I kind of had this big shopping problem. So I started a blog to talk about all the things that I bought. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Wait, so this is so funny to me because I started getting into the blogging and social media world because I did fashion blogging. And the more and more people that I talk to, Jamie Hyatt, for example, mm-hmm. got started with fashion blogging. And I think it's so funny because it was definitely like becoming like a saturated industry and like the blogging industry. So I feel like everyone went down that route and like now I look back on it and I'm like, oh, that was embarrassing. But it was a really good way to learn all the ropes without without having any like skin in the game. You know, like I didn't have like a ton of money invested into it, but I like learned how to do everything. Do you have that same experience? So I thought mine was a beauty blog. Okay. And so I had a beauty blog and because I just I just love makeup um and then well I did I used to be a crazy person and just buy all and then so I had my beauty blog for about a year and then me and one of my close friends I don't know if you knew me through this Asia but me and one of my close friends started an online magazine which was called A Little Opulent and that's where we kind of wrote about fashion beauty like loads of things and it was a really awesome awesome experience we shut it um a few months ago just because life got crazy so I kind of had this blog that like I think I had like when I transitioned I had about 10,000 subscribers to my blog and we had about 20,000 subscribers to the magazine so so like it got to a place where like we built like a readership and I was making drips of money through my blog like you know like maybe like a couple like a couple hundred 300 pounds a month from just like ads or like stuff like that but I hated 
like this is no shade to people who do this I work with clients who do this I love anyone making money doing what they love but I did not enjoy monetizing through adverts or sponsored content or anything that was encouraging other people to be a consumer because I had such problems myself with spending and like you know it's fun to go buy stuff but when I get home it doesn't make me as happy as kind of doing something productive with my time so great and so, and then I started to discover I was a creative person and I really was obsessed at first with like content strategy. Like what I loved was the idea that you can create something and you can like affect someone with what you create. That's kind of what really got into my head. So I thought, I thought for a while that I wanted to be a freelance writer. I didn't. Then I thought I wanted to be a content strategist. So I did like for about six months, I did like some freelance, like kind of free work, just like see if I liked it with like different people that I knew in my life, like helping them build like a content strategy and all those kind of things. Yeah. And then I was like, wait a minute, I have this blog <laughs> with this audience who I talk to about blogging now. And then I was like, I had my social work degree. I knew I didn't want to be a social worker, but I knew that I wanted to help people get to where they wanted to be in life without it being like, you know, like a really depressing job. So I was like, wait, I can mix the two together. I can coach in a topic that I'm passionate about. And then like Asia said, so when I started, it was blog coaching because obviously I couldn't have been a business coach without just starting my business. Whereas now it's kind of transitioned into content coaching where I help people with like, not just their blog, but any kind of content and then creative mentoring kind of, I don't like to think of myself as a business coach, but more like a creative coach. So I help people, whatever they're struggling with, it's like money mindset or, you know, pricing or anything, those kind of things. You're you're so great with like any kind of like online presence coaching, you know, I think you're so great. And I think that the content creation is huge for that. But like we've sat through calls where I'm just like trying to figure out like my website and you're so helpful with that as well. Paige, you look like you're ready to say something. Didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, I'm just I was uh, going to ask. Uh, if that's funny that you say that because I remember when Jen was helping you with your Squarespace website. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, Dude, we've been together for so long. So long. That's like that's like when I met Asia. It was like probably when you guys started. Or you guys were already working together, I think. Yeah, like when we started doing biz time, Paige and I or Jen and I had just started working together. So it was what did we just what did we decide? It was like April or May. April maybe, Jen? Oh me and you yeah, I think we I think it was end of April, early I think early end of May. April. Oh wow. So, so that was early because you and I met in November. Yeah, we met in November and then we started doing biz time. I don't remember when. Oh, March. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we, Jen and I were just getting together. Yeah. And we were doing Squarespace because Paige, you had a Squarespace. And so did Jen. And so Jen helped me do it. And I was like, this is the best thing ever that I can have two people help me with this. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious to know about your process of like making that transition from like content strategy to you, like helping more people. Um, Like, I'd love to know, like, how long I think maybe our audience would like to know how long that transition took and like what kind of like reflection or like soul searching you did to like come to that because I feel like you are so good at like having experienced a call with you before I feel like you are so good at like having people naturally like come up with their own thoughts like you're not saying like oh let me look at your business Asia you're a photographer you should write this kind of blog post like I feel like you're really good at like having that person realize within themselves what what would be best for them Mm -hmm. and I and so like it's really cool that you were able to identify that within yourself and be like, you know what, this is more of my strength than the content strategy. Totally. I, I think you literally just like summed up coaching. Like, and I think this is maybe where people get coaching confused. Like coaching is not telling someone what to do. It's helping someone like 
make the right space to figure out what they want to do and I like love that process and like I like I coach myself because I always like whenever I'm having like a business breakdown I always say to my boyfriend Alex like I need a me like I need someone to do for me what I do for my clients I just haven't found a me so if anyone knows another me out there send them my way but um, (laughs) but so so I started the blog so when I launched, I think I had three packages and I had like a like a content package and then I had like a make it happen package, which is what Asia signed up for. And honestly, my process was just, I paid attention to A, what felt good and B, what was feeling good for my clients and where I was getting the best results. And over the like the first six months to a year where I discovered I was getting the best results was like content in terms of like helping people create effective content, take ownership of their content find their ideas but more than anything like you said like helping people discover what they really want to do with their business and more than anything kind of do business on their own terms and not feel like they have to fit in kind of the noise online so I kind of was like oh and I can so that means I'm a content coach and I'm a creative mentor and I love a kind of creative mentor kind of gives I can like be on like five calls and have totally different conversations with people like I can be talking with Asia about her website and then talking with like someone about their money mindset and then talking with someone about um you know feel that they're imposter syndrome like I can have all these different types of conversations and it's awesome because I'm the kind of person who I wouldn't like doing the same thing day in day out and I love how people are different and I think a big part of it for me in the first six months to a year was kind of giving myself permission to be good at something if that makes sense Mm. like I Asia you probably wouldn't like I remember like when I first started I felt like such a fraud I felt like I did not have permission to do this like who the hell am I to charge what I want to do like charge money and um even though Adrian will tell you I was very cheap at the beginning. I was gonna say it but I didn't want to say it I didn't want to yeah. say it but you were <laughs> this is a deal for me yes but I mean I would pay anything honestly like <laughs> so worth it but continue was um so I think a lot of it was seeing clients get results and then believing in myself and because I was like while I'm young I'm 23 years old so I started my business at 21 I only just so 22 um so a lot of it was just realizing what I was good at taking ownership of that and then honing what I was good at Mm -hmm. so like just kind of like shutting off the noise and just being okay saying oh wait I'm good at this and I'm gonna package it and I'm gonna kind of believe in it I'm kind of gonna be also okay with not having all the answers all the time because like if you ask me something Asia I didn't know I'd just say like oh I don't know whereas when you start you're like I know I think when you start as a coach especially if you've not gone down the traditional route of getting a coaching qualification mm-hmm. I think it's just it's um yeah you can it's just a bit it's just you can feel a bit like a fraud so I think the process for me of figuring out was literally just paying attention to how I felt and paying attention to what clients were telling me along the way yeah and I think you found such a sweet spot of what you enjoy doing and what your clients are benefiting from. And like, yeah. it, like, I feel like that trend, like, it's I, like, do you feel excited for the future? Like, do you feel like, okay, now like, it, it must be a good feeling to like have that grounded and be like, okay, for the next year, I just like, know I'm like, you, you feel focused maybe. Mm-hmm. I feel really focused on like how I want to show up in the world, if that makes sense. And like how I want to help people. I think, all business owners panic that the work's going to dry up, that people don't care anymore, that you're not good enough. Like everyone has those days and I definitely have those days as a very anxious person anyway, but I feel very focused on who I am. No, I'm feeling like I'm getting there, that I'm getting more focused on who I am as a creative and as a business owner. And I feel like I have more confidence now to really go after what I want instead of maybe diluting myself a little bit out of fear. Does that make sense? Totally. 
makes a lot of sense. I have so many things to pull from what you just said. I literally have been like typing out notes like furiously. Like <laughs> this is like what happens every time I hear you speak or like any time I read anything from you. I pull so much information from it. So one of the things we've kind of seen a lot with the people that we speak to and with like ourselves is that none of us have set out to like be a business person or to like monetize what we love doing. Like I didn't set out as a photographer to be a business person. Paige didn't set out to like sell her art online. You didn't set out to be a content coach. And it's just like evolved naturally of doing something that like you love. So paying attention to your feelings is so huge with that. And that like has to like, we have to continuously do that and try new things and see how that works. Like we're doing the mastermind right now. And that's something like, that's something that's your first time doing it and seeing how you love that and just like growing from there. And as someone who is old as shit compared to both of you, which makes me feel so sad. It's so cool. Like remembering where I was when I was 23 is like, you're going to, there's going to be so many cooler things that are going to come. Like if you're starting out with what you do and what you love right now, like when I was 23, I, I had just moved back from France, like living in the States, hadn't even started a business yet. So it's so crazy that like you guys are already so established at this age and not that you're like 10 years younger or anything, but, um, like I'm 27. And so it's just so cool to like, in the last couple of years, me realizing so much of like who I am and what I love. I can't wait to see what you guys figure that out. Cause it's going to be so awesome. Oh, so that's cool. so nice. I didn't know you were 23, Jen, like me. And it's, I, it's so funny because Paige from healthy hits the spot who we also had on the podcast was also 23. And sometimes I'm like, Oh, I'm like a mature like person. I have my shit together. And then I see like you guys and I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Next yeah, level. Real. But I, Way too. <laughs> I was just thinking, is everyone that we've had on the show under 30, which is, yeah. that's so cool to me. That's so cool. So true. And it, I mean, it speaks a lot to, um, like, well, maybe not speaks a lot to like age and stuff, but there are people who are like doing stuff now, you know, which is really cool, which I love. Mm-hmm. We're very trendy with our interviewees. <laughs> yeah. Really cool. the, the whole, and, like the whole realm of entrepreneurship right now is so like young. It is young. And it'll be cool. Like you said, to see what happens. Cause like, I feel like a lot of people who I see are successful are, like, 30 and up, and, like, they've been doing it for a long time, and, like, I totally don't believe that anyone, like, makes it overnight, but it will be cool to see, like, what the 10-year process is of someone who started their business at 21, Totally, example. like, all the people right now that we're following we totally love like as they get older and like more experienced and blah 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 like it'll be really cool to like follow them like follow like the generation I guess of people another thing that I want to pull out is that I kind of knew I didn't know at the time that I was like one of your first clients because like there would have been no way for me to tell like you were very professional and like really had your stuff together but now that now that I look back it's so like you being like you were just like faking it till you make it you were like cool we're doing this I'm like sure that you were like this is my 30th client actually. And this is how we do it. This is the process. I would have never suspected that I like that I was one of your first, which I, I think love. By the, yeah. I think by the time we started, you were maybe, I could probably go back. I think you're like the sixth or the seventh because there was like a gap between you getting in yes. touch and us working together. Yeah. But yeah, no, like and I felt like, especially with you, because like you didn't come to me like one year into your business. Like you came in, you came to me like, you you know about business so like I definitely I hate that word like fake it till you make it like I agree with it in terms of faking your like confidence like yeah. if you're gonna jump on a call even if you are shitting your pants <laughs> you have to be like I'm gonna deliver for you I'm gonna but I also think only sell what you can actually deliver is probably the rule as well yeah yeah so, like, I, so for me like I knew I could so yeah but I sometimes it's just like just giving yourself when everyone emphasized to me like oh how did you start a business so young like oh you're so brave to have done it I just say I was ballsy like and I kind of had nothing to lose because 
I was young enough, well, I am young enough to kind of, um, like, I'm a, a millennial, I'm entitled, so I kind of just, you know, like, I was bold enough to do it, and thankfully I got really awesome clients like you, who for some, in my mind, for some crazy reason, still still wants to work with me, which makes Not me very crazy. I have such a difference, like, in my mindset with so much of what I, like, one of the biggest things was I wanted to write about like whatever I wanted to write about and I like there was like there's so much stuff like noise you call it like online telling me that I have to write about things applicable to my business and I remember you being like just because you're a photographer doesn't mean like you can't write about other stuff you know like I was putting myself in a box and it was so frustrating because I didn't want to write about like my camera settings I didn't want to write about posing I wanted to write about like whatever I felt like writing. um and for a second I was like maybe I'm gonna start a whole separate blog and not be connected to my business and that would have been horrible it would have been it, that would have really mm, prohibited the like connection that I have with my clients and that's like a huge change that you made I literally remember you saying that like just because you're a photographer doesn't mean you can't write about that <laughs> like it's okay and that was a huge a huge mind shift for me so yeah you totally you definitely you're right there's a fine line between faking until you make it and straight up lying like mm-hmm. well, let me help you with content coaching and like you have no idea what you're talking about definitely wasn't that way but you were like so confident and I felt like I was in very good hands from the beginning. And I love what you said about not not putting you in a box because like, I feel like that's the mission I'm on this year. It's like not put creatives in a box and show them that they don't have to put themselves in a box because I've had a few calls with people recently where they've, it's like where you were, but 10 times worse. Like they've read something on the internet and it's made them, especially photographers I've noticed, like photographers like think that they have to give like advice content and that's the only yeah. way to market themselves. And then it's like, right. if I'm going to hire, if I'm going to hire someone as my photographer, I want to know what you like to do at the weekend. And I want to know how yeah. you feel about things. So yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm all about not putting people in boxes. Yeah. Totally. I- and I, and of all the people I know that have worked with you, I mean, I guess it's maybe three people, but like they're from all different walks of life. They have very different businesses. It's, you do not create like cookie cutter client molds who are like, yeah. getting the exact same Squarespace font that you are and are like writing in your voice like they're not that like there are some different things happening which is really cool I think yeah. it's like a testament to what you're trying to do totally and then yeah. you're not just projecting your own stuff like you really are like really helping every one of your clients like help figure out their own thing which is so cool so going back to what you said a little bit earlier about helping I think you said, I don't know if you said this either about your clients or your own business, but like having a voice like amongst the noise. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about that a little bit with like the way that you put out your own content because it is so like, like visually, not just like the wording. It's so like gentle. Like you have yes. like more muted colors. You have, you know, you know, your font is not like massive and you're not doing like all this copy that is like big font, small font, bold font, and then like right. a fancy one. It's very like, like writing format paragraph and it's just delivered like so like non-invasively. Yes. And so it's really cool to hear you say that like you want to help people find their voice among the noise, but it's not like a loud voice. It's not like you need to like scream from the mountaintops to have yourself heard. Yeah. So I'd love to hear your perspective on that because like you really have made yourself heard in a way that's like true to you and not like overbearing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. That was really nice to hear. Um, I think like for me when I create content, I don't, like, I'm not trying to be anyone else. Like, I just sit down and I, I, I like, Asia once said to me, I think you said this to her, like, Jen's so mellow and it's so different to Asia's personality, but I am just, like, a bit of a mellow kind of 
slightly awkward human and so <laughs> like, like so like for me my content is just a natural response of a how I would like to read content like yes I structure my content because that's how I would like to read content but honestly like I just sit down and kind of write and so even though it's not like creative writing in them it's still a very creative process for me to create it and I think we're finding people's voice online I think a lot of people see how other people have successfully created content and they think that that's the only way and they without even trying to they emulate it they pick up someone's style or they pick up someone's voice and I really believe with content that it's I this sounds really like woo woo and hear me out on this I'm not a very woo woo person but <laughs> I, I, really, I really believe that like content good strong content creation comes from strong intuition with your content so I feel like I always tell my clients like we need to put like your brand at your core like when you understand who you are what your message is like what you're trying to say and when I say like what you're trying to say I don't mean like overarching even though that's good to have a grasp of but even just like what are you trying to say in this season like right now in your life and kind of you being really in tune with what you want to show up and say and then just like listening to yourself enough so that you can just put your best content out there and you like my clients always say to me like Jen how do you know which content belongs where like what's on the weekly letter what's on the podcast what's on the blog you know and I'm just like I just know like in my intuition and the only time I've ever lost that is when I was burnt out in my business and I wasn't taking care of myself so it's like a muscle that you have to work on and I think um you you have to consume less if you're struggling like it's just you have to because if you're consuming too much especially if you're obsessing over a certain person which everyone does like when they're getting started but you're going to dilute yourself but I think more than that it's just it takes a lot of work like I'm sure for you two with your brands like you can just throw a website up and it's great but unless you're like spending time with your brand it's like a date it's like it's like your brand yeah it's like your other half so um yeah I felt like I rambled there but it's I it's just intuitive I don't don't know what it is about like I feel like sometimes when we get like a keyboard or a mouse in our hands we like almost want to create this different persona like I feel like it's not for some for whatever reason I guess it's because you're putting it out there publicly it's hard to create something online that's just a natural extension of yourself for some reason there's like part of us wants to be more charismatic or colorful or loud and I don't right. know I don't know why that is. I think I know why. And I was just thinking that too because we talk a lot about like being authentic for people who are like um so like Amy Young for example out there she says the f word she's hilarious we think she's so great and we like definitely praise her for being authentic to herself because that's who she is and so those are the people who get heard because like they're they're out there like just like with that personality she can put herself out there and so that's like the majority of people who are out there and so people who aren't that way like people who are that way, it feel it's so comforting to know. Like I can be myself in that way. So that's how I I relate to her, to Amy or I relate to like Alex Beaton, who they're like very out and they are very like I almost said outroverted. That's not a thing. Um. So, but it's so nice to see Jen. Like you are an introvert, and for you to like, it's not extroversion doesn't equal confidence. Like you can be confident as an introvert and like have amazing things to share and feel comfortable sharing them in a way that's authentic to you. And authentic doesn't mean like outgoing and bubbly and or brash or, you know, like anything like that. It doesn't have to mean that, which is so refreshing to see. And I think Paige said something really interesting. Like we sit down and we want to be charismatic and all these kind of things. And honestly, like I actually, and this is going to sound so like lame and so like wishy-washy. And I think that's like, that's the thing about my brand that maybe polarizes some people. 
was that I, I'm very like what's the word like idealistic in lots of ways but like honestly like you have to sit down at your computer and like leave all that crap behind you like you cannot if you're gonna sit down and have like weird expectations on yourself or your ego comes into play too much or if you're like like it's really hard to let it go but like if you can sit down and just be like I'm just gonna put out what I want to put out there and what feels true to yeah. me that's when you create your best content and it's really hard to let go like expectations of others and like even coming on this podcast like I didn't think about it too much because if I thought about it too much I would have been like I need to come across like this type of person and I need people to think of me like this whereas in reality this is just who I am on this yeah, particular day like for like we brought you on the show because we follow you we know you I've worked with you and we wanted you to show up and people who are reading your blog want to work with you and want you to show up and so like trying to be someone else like wouldn't that wouldn't work you know um Mm -hmm. there was something else I was gonna say hold on so okay so if you had like tips for someone I guess like I feel like one of those would be like put everything behind you like when you come to the computer like but what other like strategies do you have when you tell your clients I know that one of them in the mastermind group you've told them like you can consume information from one person a month (laughs) like that's it like you're consuming too much information do you have like any other strategies you give people when they're like being like like, drowning in noise yeah so like that's so if you're if you're like don't worry, everyone listening. I'm not like a complete uh, like crazy person, but like if so, if you're really burnt out with content, I do definitely recommend that just try for a month, just read. But um, I say honestly, like strip it back to basics. Like if you're really, if you're really like if there's too much in your head, take a day away from your computer. I'll take. I took two weeks away over Christmas. I just needed it. Take yeah. a step back, clear your head, then sit down and ask yourself, what am I trying to say right now? in this season of my life like what do who am I for and what do I want to say for them now if you're like a service-based business owner that's kind of easier to figure out if you're kind of doing something a little different so maybe you're even as a photographer you're not really trying to convert them with clients for your content your photos do it all for you so it's like what am I aching to share right now like what is what is what is like what is like startling my curiosity I love that you said that because that's how much of what my business is too like I don't need to like you know, because, like, a lot of times I'm just, like, creating a painting and giving it off to someone. And I don't need as much, like, one-on-one work with them. And, like, I mean, it is one-on-one, of course. But it's not so much, like, that conversion of, like, wow, like, this blog post. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to teach yeah. – t- write a blog post about, like, how to watercolor and then they're going to yeah. hire me. It's more so, like, <laughs> let me just show you my work. So I love that you said, like, what you're aching to share because it also comes back to that that conversation of, like, just create – like there's like a part of you that like you're like I can't not create this I feel like we talked about that with one of our other guests and it's just like I can't not you know yes yeah that's what I think that's what Jamie said about about photography which I almost Mm. called photography um like you just can't not and that's so true and there are some things that I just can't not put out there that have nothing to do with photography but like that I really want to share with people and that helps them connect with me and then that helps like my photography business because they want to connect with me and they know they're more comfortable with me or whatever but if I put out stuff that like I feel like they would want to know or you can't read like you can't read the minds of people who are who are reading you know like you can't like read your audience's mind and so and it would be it just would come off fake if you're like I bet they would want to read this. It's like you have to put out what feels good for you and then people and then people will come. And that's what we've all done. Every person we've interviewed has done that. We've put out like what feels good for us. So what we're, we're like aching to share. And there's I don't know if it's a verse or if it's a quote, but it's like 
God has given us like the ability to show like his glory. It sounds like very like Christian and preachy, but like in everybody is so individual. So every person on the planet has their own unique way to show God's glory. And remember when I heard that, like, you know, when you hear quotes and like, sometimes they're like, okay, cool. It's meaningful or whatever. But other times you're like, I just totally get it. That just like hit me. And like, when I am like not on earth, like after I'm dead, there will be no other person ever in existence to be able to show God's glory or whatever in the way that I can. And that just was so powerful to me. And like, there's also another verse now that we're talking about the Bible, um, about like putting a basket over a light and you shouldn't do that. Like you need to show your light out to the world. Mm -hmm. So literally God is like on the side of blogging. God's like, you should be a blogger, (laughs) share your stuff. That's what, that's what I got from that. You know, um, something that I've really been thinking about a lot recently is how very creative people and by that I mean like people who like like you two like if you're an artist or if you're a photographer like if you're very creative people are stifling their best content by worrying too much about content strategy because they're reading too much advice about what content strategy is and it's all forgotten what the content strategy is just about starting a conversation that will attract clients or customers to you it doesn't have to be advice it doesn't have to be how to but people are stifling their creativity by all the rules and my best advice to very creative people is just turn the freaking noise off and Mm -hmm. just put your best work out there because if you wrote down for example five blogs or online content creators who have inspired you who have moved you who've kind of like hit you deep in the gut as I like to say Mm -hmm. I highly doubt they're sharing how-to advice you know what I mean like the people who came to me is like Design for Mankind, I don't know if you read that blog, and I love the Fresh Exchange, and, like, I love people who are, like, just sharing, like, who they are and a snapshot of their life right now and the lessons they're learning. I'm so glad that you said that about, like, this is, like, the exact mindset I've had for the past couple weeks, so I'll talk about my own business here for, like, a case study, but, like, I was just saying, like, for an artist, it's hard to, like, put out this, like, stuff, like, advice or, like, attracting people because, like, really the work is what's attracting people, And so Mm -hmm. for me, something I've always kind of known and I've done it on and off, but I'm trying to dig into more regularly is like YouTube vlogging, which is like daily vlogging, of like just showing what you do. And for me, Mm -hmm. I find like so much freedom in that because I don't have to teach anyone anything or like try to attract the right kind of person. I literally just have to like reveal more of the behind the scenes of my process and like what I enjoy doing. And it's so natural. And I can also mix in my real life. So like I might show my workout or like even this kind of like blends into snapchat but i might like talk about this mascara i like and not like i'm trying like i'm not being like oh i have like a female audience so like i'm gonna show them this so they like me it's just so like me and i love what you said about who do you enjoy watching it's probably not like someone who's like three blog idea blog post ideas for an artist um it's someone else so someone i really love who i don't know if you guys will know but is casey neistat yeah, I've heard about this person like a bazillion times recently. He's so cool. Daily vlogger. Um has like a he has an app he makes very successful. He's like a consultant now and like all this stuff, but like he just daily vlogs. And like the coolest thing about him is like it can be his most like normal everyday life, but it's like very creative because of the way he films time lapses or adds music or like his angles are very creative. And like he's someone who really inspires me and he is in no way telling me what I should do. He's just showing his own stuff. Right. So I have been, I don't know where it is. I have been doing more vlogging now and I'm trying to do it like every other day now. And it just feels so right. So I'm really glad that you brought that up and we can tell our listeners about that, that that's an option. And it doesn't have to be like step one, step two, step three, you know? 
Totally. Yeah. You know, that's so funny. Cause like you're saying that about vlogging and as we're saying this, I'm watching, um, Casey light something that says 2015 on fire. Oh yeah. He's crazy. This is so sick. <laughs> he snowboarded like a few weeks ago throughout the streets of New York city and it like went viral. Like he just has fun. He's so cool. And he, he has said before, I guess this is kind of off topic. But he has said before, like, people, like, he always has all these cool cameras and stuff. And he has said before, like, people are like, oh, like, what's your favorite tech tool? Or, like, what's your biggest, like, like, tech tip? What? And he's like, iMovie. Well, yeah. And he he says, I don't care at all about the equipment. I care what it allows me to do and, like, that it can help me share my story with the world. So it's, like, people, that's another example of, like, someone getting really technical about what he does. And he's like, I just want to make this, you know. I just want to make movies. Yeah, like someone yesterday, so like speaking of the vlogging thing, um, I like did vlogging and I, like when I had my YouTube channel, I, I loved it. I loved it so much, but then it just like wasn't sustainable for me. And, but I just started making like videos. Like when Jamie was here, we made the coolest video. Did I show you hers? She made like her version. I haven't seen hers yet, but I want to say like, so there's two, like there's like, there's like a video, like a sit down talking video, like let me talk to you. Yeah. And then like, I think a little bit what I'm saying is like, let me just walk you through my day a little bit. Right. But right. you are also doing that on Snapchat. So like That's you true. should give yourself Great. more credit because you're doing yeah. that too. It's not necessarily, yeah. it's not like you're not. So you're just That's doing true. it on a different platform. And I do it and on Snapchat too. I just right. kind of like YouTube because it allows me to be more creative with the editing process. Yes. And I also have like a little bit of a larger reach and I can like put yeah. it on my blog and it's permanent and it's not like oh, dissolving. Totally. I'm like on, I'm your, like, you can be, you do Snapchat and then you can be like in the middle of the artsy vloggy thing. And I, I hate that middle phase. Like, I don't want to like talk and then edit. That sounds so clunky to me, but like, I love the the Snapchat because it's like an easy, low maintenance vlogging. So I really love that. And I'm very active. And someone the other day was like, I can only watch your snap stories when I'm on Wi-Fi because I don't have the data. to watch. That <laughs> so was the funniest thing. And then, oh, I love I that sk- though. Like I have a friend who I actually went to high school with and, um, she has a, her side hustle is her like food blogging and she's Mm -hmm. under gourmet gab and she's like very very charismatic like this girl had an internship at the food network and i swear she could be the next food network star like she's very like she has that element and i was talking to her because we kind of reconnected on facebook message and i was like you know you would really shine on youtube i think like if you just put out one video a week i think it'd be so good for you and i was like you know i've made a little extra money from my youtube channel which is kind of cool because that wasn't the intention. It was just like, I wanted to create this thing. Yeah. And she was like, oh yeah. Like I always thought it would be hard to come up with the content. And I noticed she's been Snapchatting. So like last yes. night she showed her whole process of cooking her dinner of chicken tortilla soup. And she showed all the process, the ingredients, you know, her reaction so- to eating it. And she put the recipe up for 10 seconds, like the full length of Snapchat so, like, screenshot and said it. screenshot it. So, so like brilliant. so cool and she had said to me in the message i was like oh your snapchat was really great i liked it and she was like yeah it's so much more instantaneous for me no editing and i'm like there exactly. you go it's all about so, just like, finding what works for you exactly like if they're so so the the middle part doesn't work for me like where i don't want to do a vlog and i have to edit but like if i can make a creative video like like jamie and i did for the road trip that feels super fulfilling for me and i love that like i want to make a video like an artistic one of everything but i don't want to make that middle ground so like 
it's really about if if you are finding these like obstacles with what you want to be doing there's another thing about like ignoring the noise like you don't have to have the best camera you don't have to have the like coolest um editing whatever you know you don't have to have loud crazy fonts like you were saying about Jen's blog you don't have to have those things to to share what you want but we feel that way because we see everyone else's and we think it's so so cool but more people will will come to you because you're sharing something not because you have cool fonts and a cool camera you know yeah no definitely like I just think like make awesome stuff like start worrying what people are telling you to do and just like listen to your listen to what you're inspired by and what you like like the best ideas come from spending time in your own brain instead of like letting other people fuel your ideas so totally okay I want to talk about facerhood facehood <laughs> all of those things. So Jen, you are like hundred percent a spacer. What would it feel like for you to, as an introvert to be a facer? What would that look like for you? I'd be sick and I wouldn't, I wouldn't go. <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> no. So I've had, so one client of mine is based in the Northwest of England. So we work together in person and we've stayed really good friends and like we, we grabbed coffee last week. We're actually working on a project together. So Ooh. that was like a good, like, and we kind of hit it off really well. Um, but honestly, like I love working from home. I love, like, I love, I love doing my Skype chats. Like, I'm, like when we say I'm an introvert, like if you think of the introvert scale, like I'm on the extreme end of the introvert scale. Mm-hmm. But you are not, this doesn't stop you. Like, I just want to encourage our listeners that, like, oh, being an oh. introvert doesn't stop you from doing that thing. And then also, like, as much as I, like, say that you're 100% a spacer, like, you being on Skype calls makes you a facer. Also, I had this revelation. Our most popular episode page, if you saw this on the survey, is the importance of creative friendships, which I thought was so fascinating because it's something that I knew that we wanted to share but feel so natural, but also I realized has made the biggest change in my business is having page around, page 2.0 around, Jamie, you. Those are all things that are creative friendships and has made 100% the biggest change. And um, with you, Alex is a creative. So your boyfriend, your live-in boyfriend is a creative. And I feel like that is that like kind of puts a check in the box like in the facer community because you're able to like get together with him. He helps you with your podcast. So you mentioned that Jen has a podcast also, which is killer. I was also on it. I'll put a link to it. Not a big deal. <laughs> um, but that's so like I feel like he kind of satisfies your creative friendship in person, yeah? Yeah, and like my best friend lives in the same building as me and she's a writer. Oh, oh my god! And my, bro- and my brother and his girlfriend are wedding photographers and run a business together. Yes. So like, and like a lot of my friends are either like creatives with a day job or like you know like they have a like like I have like web developer friends or like filmmaker friends. So like, yeah. I'm really lucky that in my like immediate like literally the people in my life who I see the most are creative people. It's so cool. so I'm like so like Alex is like my best friend and we like a day doesn't go by when we're not like playing ideas around together. So cool. as an intro as an introvert, it doesn't mean that you can't have because I, I would, like, starve if I didn't have people, if that makes sense. It's just that I'm not good in group situations, and I need a lot more kind of solo mental time yeah, than yeah. an extrovert would. But, like, like I love that my best friend's down the hall, and we can just, like, talk. And, like, I love that Alex is here all the time. So I think as an introvert, it's just finding the kind of facer interactions that suit who you are as a person and give you space to thrive. Because I do find as an introvert, it's harder to thrive in a group of extroverts than it is one-on-one with yes. another introvert who kind of gets that you're kind of a little bit weird and like <laughs> two hours will do you and that kind of stuff but no like creative collaboration and creative friendships and people who just get that why you're so obsessed with making things in whatever yeah. form you make things is necessary for happiness yeah so, so the importance of creative friendships is not just for for extroverts it's not just for no. people who meet random strangers at the coffee shop and then become bffs all of a sudden because i am like 
a hundred percent an extrovert. So like I am, we are like on opposite ends of the spectrum. Um, and there's like, but it, nonetheless, you can't do it alone. And like, that's what I've, I've realized. And I mean, not that I've realized that I'd never thought that you could do it alone, but I just want to like share that with people that if like, if, if you're struggling, if you're feeling alone or like if you're struggling and then you realize you don't have creative friendships, it's a big reason you're struggling, like with whatever it is. And you wouldn't suspect you'd be like, Oh, I'm struggling with my camera settings. Like, do you have creative friends? (laughs) Because like if you did so many of those things change. Um, and so it's really cool to hear like, just because you're an introvert and just because you're not sitting in coffee shops, like poaching friends, like, Hey, you want to be my friend? You want to be my friend? Doesn't mean you don't like have really creative people around you. That's really important. And also as an introvert, it doesn't mean I hate extroverts. Like Asia, like I get, so Asia is usually my last call of the day, whatever day we have a meeting because she's like eight hours behind me. Mm-hmm. And I always say to her, I'm like, Asia, I'm tired, but I just, I never like, before a call with Asia, I always know I'm going to end it feeling so energized because you have such like a natural energy and I feed off it. So I think the thing, like as an introvert, I love all humans. It's just kind of knowing what social situations suit you most as a person, that's all. And I, it's like, don't write yourself off. Even as like an extrovert doesn't mean that you can't enjoy solo time as well. Absolutely. And I'm totally the same way. I call it stare at a wall time. I need like some time where I just stare at a wall and just <laughs> chill out. Um, I remember the first time you told me you were like, oh, Alex is like, how are you going to do it when you have like an 8 p.m. call and you've been working all day? And you were like, it's Asia. It's fine. <laughs> it's really fine. <laughs> She'll keep me awake. Um, but I think I think about this a lot, too, because I'm so attracted to people online who are similar to me. And um, I remember Paige, maybe it was you who would be like, I'm so surprised that like you were so attracted to Jen's stuff or whatever, because she seems so mellow. We seem so different. But like it fulfills like a different part of my soul, you know, it's to funny have that you. I said that because looking back now, I'm like, duh, like duh. I like all kinds of people, you know, totally. And maybe you didn't say something, maybe that's not exactly what you said, but just like, it's cool that we like click so well, um, mm-hmm. you know, and that we can like, that, that you can help me so much, like using, using your way to do it. And maybe it wouldn't be the best for me to, to only find people who are like me in like a coaching situation. Um, and that's, but it says so much to like you putting out there what is really true to you um, and being able to track the right people, not just similar people. So it's really cool to, to see that. Yeah, opposites attract. I think, like, as a, as, like, a service-based business owner, especially, like, like, obviously with, like, photography one-on-one and, like, coaching one-on-one is, like, a very different engagement. Like, for you, it probably is okay if you don't fully gel because it's, like, usually just, like, a day. Mm-hmm. Whereas as a coach, like, I have found, like, you gelling as people is key to the, uh, the productivity of the time working together but you do not have to be similar all you have to all you need is to respect each other Mm -hmm. and to kind of gel and like most people like opposites always attract so I'm totally with you it's just gelling with people it's exactly what this this is a revelation for me when you're talking to page 2.0 about this like as a coach and with like a service like you have you can't like for page and I we can put out a photograph or a piece of art and say, this is what you will get when you work with me. But you can't do that because it's coaching. It's unique. It's long-term and it's like, like a hundred percent unique. You can't do the same thing for one person that you did for another. And so you have to gain trust by putting yourself out there with your blog or with the podcast or whatever, where our trust is the work that we can put out, but you can't, there's no way for you to show it just like right away. Um, Which I'm glad we said, because so many people talk about like, Oh, really hone in on like your, your target market or your client which is completely fine like I understand it from Jen's perspective and they Mm -hmm. also say like you know only work with people who are like a good fit but like Mm -hmm. for me I'm like I'm more than happy to work with like a 75 year old man and like create this piece of which I have who like Mm -hmm. create this piece of art for his home that he wants because he likes enjoys collecting art and I'm not gonna be like 
you, sir, do not fit into my yeah. little square here. And, like, we're not going to be a good fit because maybe the communication will be difficult. So, like, um, which, like, I enjoy talking on the phone, so it's not a big deal. But, like, I will say most of my stuff is email. But then with someone like him, it's, like, on the phone. And I'm not going to be like, oh, you can only talk on the phone? Like, that's a no-go. That's not happening. So yeah. it is true that for us it's it's less of a ongoing project and so like that chemistry doesn't need to happen so true but then on the other hand it does sometimes like i have had like one bad experience where i'm like you know we just weren't a good fit because but but also that was like that was an ongoing project yeah and it was like you just it was like there was some miscommunication there so i think there's like validity for both sides Totally. but don't let like a little bit of like difference hold you back from working with someone i guess yeah I agree. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, there's so many. Um, and also I think it's also interesting to look at the flip side. So as like a one, like a coach, for example, um, could also employ some of the, some of the person, like the way that you show up with your work. I think a lot of like, like say a coach or a designer or a consultant feels like they only have to share their expertise. Whereas like, who's to say that them kind of just sharing what they're passionate about or what they're interested in also cannot resonate with people. I think yeah, it's kind like- of, people like there's so many bloodlines and there's some like like me and asia have like our lives are totally different but that's okay like we still like you were saying like you cannot write someone off just because you have different even like different like belief systems or like different like values like anything like Mm -hmm. i i'm not for example like i'm not a christian but i can totally make space for asia's christianity Mm -hmm. like within our coaching engagement and i can totally like respect that and also just like really like see how much it enables you in your Mm -hmm. life does that make sense so i think like even like core things like that can it's just like seeing the world bigger than just your own yeah like everyone can teach you something you know I remember there was what is that little book that's like um shoot it's like the small things aren't the big things it's like a very common book it's like seven habits of highly effective people I could talk about that book for hours when I was in middle school we studied it for two years like oh that God. was like our Bible in middle school, maybe one year, but like it was, there were seven habits of highly effective teens. Yeah. And I, I, I went to Montessori school, which all of my friends now call hippie school. But like every five weeks we would go on a retreat without our phones with my class. And there was 42 seventh and eighth graders. And we used to go to this like ranch in Arizona and do team building activities and like watch the sunrise and the sunset every day. And we used to have like little, like small groups where we would read the book and then like talk about our life that was such a tangent but i know that book so well so well that is i'm definitely sending my kids to montessori school Uh, yes it's the best the book i'm talking about actually is called don't sweat the small stuff oh yeah okay yes and so it's similar to that and it's like very common um but which i love the seven seven i apologize then for going on that track no (laughs) i'm really feeling it i really liked it um but one of the things was treat everyone as if they are enlightened or something like that and so like when you come across people if you are like they know something i don't know it instantly shifts the way that you look at them because everyone does know something you don't know that they could teach you, you know, if, if they were able. Um, and so it's cool that like that you can, as a coach, you really know that and not know that they can teach you something, but that you can teach them something. And there's, even though that you can learn things from your clients as well, you know, that you can like open yourself to, to that communication, even if you're not like the same exact person. And I talk a lot about attracting people who are, who are similar to me, but that's, um, that's not the goal. It's just attracting people who are connect with me. I and oh, like go oh, sorry, ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> like I was just gonna say, like on like a personal level, like being able to open yourself up to that 
is like life changing. Does that make sense? Like mm-hmm. I have my life has changed this year because I've worked with so many interesting people. Like you know Trista who's in our yeah. mastermind group. Like she's like totally woo woo, like totally like the planets, like and the tarot cards and all those kind kind of things and that has taught me so much just about like opening my mind up to different ways of life so if you can push yourself to realize that the world is bigger than just how you see the world your work becomes even more meaningful and even more like affects you in even deeper ways which I love and your life yeah yeah Yeah. I was just gonna say I agree where like like it's so like think about like even Asia and I being friends for like over a year now like I still find things out about you that I'm like I had no idea you ever did that or like someone who might like keep up with my content and my snapchat and I just talked about like I went to Montessori school like maybe no one ever knew that and there's like it's like it's funny that we can like let that go when like as humans it's like duh we have so many different little days and little like oh yeah yes. I lived in Europe for this time and like oh yeah I like switched high schools and I went to a Catholic high school and like there's just so much little things it's so easy for us to like put that behind us but it's like duh like you're standing in front of this person who has had 23 years of life experience and you can't discredit yeah. any of that you know no yeah like you can always find something yeah like for example I didn't know Jen that you had a degree in social work I mean I'm sure I knew but I forgot apparently um so it's so <laughs> easy it's like when you're like yeah when you're in front of a person you're like you have so much experience to share with me that I could learn from and like that that brought you to where you are and it's so neat I have no idea why we're talking about this but I don't I really, well, I, I can tie it back Love it. I think that could be kind of difficult because, like, even my own experience of, like, working with other creatives, I think it can be a little bit difficult to, like, find the medium of, like, what do I know that you don't know that I can actually teach you? Because I'd be like, wow, I'm really impressed with you. Like, let's, you know, I'm trying to help you with, like, your Instagram or whatever. Maybe, Jen, like, your blog content. And I can see how that might be a little bit tricky where you'd be like, am I just telling you things you already know? Oh, yeah, totally, totally. How do you figure that out, Jen? Like, how do you kind of, like, discern what your people really need help with? Paying attention, I think, is – so, for me, my people are my clients. So, when I write a blog post, I'm writing to Asia or all the other kind of people I work with. And that's honestly how I stay quite – quite focused in it so I would be like you never want to number one never treat your people like they're stupid like like you said like even when you're writing a blog post like just think to yourself however many people you know are reading your blog they already have their whole life experience and you don't need to talk down to them or any of those things but um I actually think that sitting down and putting pressure on yourself to write what people need from you is 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 one of the things that can stifle your creative process a little bit. So I would say just pay attention to what people are asking you in the comments, you know, pay attention to what your clients are saying to you, pay attention to conversations you're having with weird girls who come and make friends with you in coffee shops. But but, um, just follow your intuition with it, I think, and just... Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I just... um, you, you figure it out the more you talk to clients and the more you see what people are struggling with. But I honestly, like like Asia, for example, if you read a blog post of mine and half of it was stuff you already knew in your own journey, but the other half was helpful, I don't think you'd hold it against me that you already knew half of it. Right. And it's nice to hear it. Like, it's always nice to be affirmed and be like, okay, good. Okay, good. You know, like, especially from someone that you trust. And, and like, it's nice if you just wrote, like, if you wrote a whole blog post on like, you need to smile in videos. Like I would be like, this was a great post. <laughs> Thank you very much. Even though I already know it. Um, but it's different. Like I sat down with a friend the other day and was like, okay, I'm going to treat this like a, like a coaching session. And I, I know her kind of, but not that well. And I was like, you really need to start a website and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, Oh, I'm actually like, like a coder. Like I totally know. And I'm like, 
okay, great. Uh, ignore everything I just said. Just go ahead and do like whatever you want to do. Okay, great. And it's so much of that is because I'm such a talker, much less of a listener. So I should have been like, where are you in the website game? You know, yeah. like, yeah. And so, so that is, yeah, that's a gift like that. You definitely have Jen that yo, no tango. I do not have. <laughs> so you might be like, Oh, I'm going to work with this coach. Like, why does this coach cost $500 an hour if they're only going to talk to me for one hour? And it's like, well, they're probably doing a lot of research behind the scenes of who you are. They might have sat down with their computer and read your blog post for three solid hours. Like you never know, like, or not that you never know, you do know, I'm I'm assuming they do that. And then there's, then there's the actual session. And then there's so much after work. They're like processing those thoughts. How can they help you next time? They're taking notes. They're writing content back for their they're like pulling pieces from that so it's so much of like a what is what is this word like inclusive experience I don't know absolutely and Jen I love like with you that you're always keeping up with me and you're like um you know like emailing me about a post or something so I never have to be like hey by the way like I wrote this post and like this is where I'm at with it now like you're you're always caught up with me and what I'm doing by the time we get together which I love um and so it just it does make it feel like I obviously know that you were worth it, but I know that you're putting in more work than just like our one hour call or one and a half hour call. Um, and then, you know, coaching notes and everything else around it. And it's the same thing to go with photography. I actually had a client be like, Hey, why, like, why is wedding photography so expensive? And I'm like, well, first of all, how did you find me? So like, I had to put work into you finding me think about my equipment, which is just like actual dollars that I had to put into that. I'm going to be at the wedding day. I have to travel to your wedding day and then I have to edit it after. And then we have a session where you come. So like if you break it down hourly, like I'm not making $800 an hour, even though it seems like that on the wedding day. And so there's so much like there's so much more than people are seeing, um, which is, is so true. And I think it's like with everything. Yeah. And you and you and as a creative, like you just have to be OK, like charging what you know you're worth. And when you make a purchasing decision, whether it's a photographer or a coach, a buy what you can afford if you know what I mean I don't like and be like like I don't I I would never want to buy from someone and feel like crappy about it so like be like when you give your money to someone like like me and you Asia have had so many money conversations even just in terms of like Jen I want to hire you again and I've had to say to you like oh I've raised my you know we've had like so it's and because we have them as like we both respect each other's financial situation does that make sense yeah so I just think like where where was I going with this but um yeah like as creatives like we have to charge what we're worth and also as creatives we have to honor what other people want to charge what they're worth and if it's out of our budget we just have to be okay with that yes I totally agree I totally agree which is huge. I don't know how we got on this. We're talking about so many awesome things. Yeah, I know. Today. We're like on these tangents and I'm like, how did we get here? How <laughs> are we going to title this episode? Talking about everything. Every time we have an episode, I'm like, what is what is the main takeaway here? Yeah. Because there's when so many good any- nuggets. Yes, we just love it. Um, I don't really like the word nuggets. I don't know why. I just use it all the time on this podcast. I know. I, it's so fun. Yeah. I, I don't mind hearing other people say it, but it's one of those things I just don't, I don't really enjoy. Like, it doesn't feel good on the tongue. Can we think of it <laughs> Pearls. Pearls of wisdom. Well, I, that sounds that sounds too metaphoric. I can't be like, let me pull out the, the pearls you just told me. I can't do that. I'm looking up nuggets. Thought bubbles. I don't know. Nugget synonym. <laughs> Chunk? No. Ingot or mass. I like chunks. Sure. Well, that just sounds no. wrong. I don't like chunk. <laughs> I don't like that. Jen's like, you guys are very strange. So. Yeah, just so everyone knows, like, our episodes are usually like 50 minutes to an hour, and we always have two hours of footage. Yes. Always. So, and Paige does the editing for it, so she gets to go through and, like, I feel like I Google something every episode. <laughs> so I feel like you always have to cut out, and I'm like, Brr! 
it like typing <laughs> do that thanks yeah. so much for- there's definitely like when there's like 25 minute periods of us just talking about random things i'm just like while i edit i'm like on pinterest like listening i'm like this is funny <laughs> i love it that's so funny okay okay so jen this was so incredible and we'll, we want to take a few minutes to have you talk to us about where our audience can find you what you're up to lately new plans um Maybe you want to talk about the summit that you did last weekend with a bunch of other creatives. Totally up to you. And tell us about your podcast, please. (laughs) Tell us all things. Well, the summit was so my good friend, Maya Elias. It was her summit. And I just, I just said one little thing in it for um, about podcasting, but definitely go and check that out. People who are listening, Maya is incredible and she's been doing some awesome things. Um, Yeah. So where you can find me online, I am a mellow person. Therefore my online presence tends to reflect that I'm pretty mellow. I have a blog where I share kind of articles each week. I have weekly letters, which is probably my favorite place sometimes just to kind of share more personal insights. I have a podcast, which is in season two right now um, called Make It Happen. That's really fun. And yeah, like I'm just, I'm a coach. That's kind of what I'm doing. I'm just, yeah, sharing ideas, working with my clients. Honestly, like this year for me is um, last year after a little bit of burnout this year, I really feel like my focus is just being the best coach I can be and really honing in on who I am as a coach because that is where my heart is at and I don't want to distract myself too much from what I feel like my core work is right now mm-hmm. so and then just having a life is my last year I didn't take a lot of time off so my plan this year is to have a life get out of the house how did we not talk about this? we love hearing that I wanted to say too that we didn't even talk about touch on today your creative rut experience and how like personal and open you were about that so if you guys are curious in that maybe you're going through something like that yourself uh go check out jen's first mini-sode which was the second episode correct or was it the first episode so be 1.5 1.5 of her make it happen podcast because it was very good it was very honest there was a lot of good advice in there and that as and then additionally asia and i talk about about having a life mixed into your business too so we're always happy to hear that and i think that 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 mini sode will relate to that a lot also stay tuned for jen carrington part two on face because i feel like we have so many other things to talk about i just realized like i really wanted to talk to you about like working like my goal this year is working more your goal is working less and like just the different things and i feel like oh my my gosh, we just have so many other nuggets of inspiration. Wait, no, we should do you two should come on my podcast. That should be the two episode. Okay, oh I'm gonna literally, I will literally email you after this and send you my calendar link, and we'll do that. It's like when Laura and Order do a crossover with Chicago PD. I don't know if you guys watch that. Alex is laughing at me. <laughs> the, the crossover event of 2016. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Well, Jen, we're already sad that this is over. Like. I cannot wait. We cannot wait to dive in, edit this, and share it with everyone because, like, obviously, it was a highly anticipated interview. Like, people were requesting for us to have you on here, but I really feel like we got into some honest conversation and Mm -hmm. um, more, like, real talk. I feel like we also, hopefully, gave you guys some space to, like, really focus on what's best for you. Yes. And so we, like, we want to, like create that freedom here because as much as we might tell you guys like well obviously we think the website is important but as much as we might tell you guys like we believe personal branding is important or like an instagram account is important we really do hope that you will like take it with a grain of salt and be Mm -hmm. like you know sometimes you can say good for you not so good for me i think that was an amy poehler quote from her book love it it was i really liked that quote but we so like obviously we're here to share with you share all of our best knowledge but like i think this was a good opportunity for us to be like 
you know, do what's best for you and like your, yeah, your creativity. Exactly. There's so many other ways to do it. And Paige, you and I are similar in a lot of ways that that force us to recommend things that would work for you and I. And we think that's like the end all be all. But for example, Jen doesn't even use her Instagram really. And she's very successful in what she does. She's doing fine, and- which is so fascinating to me because I get the majority of my clients from Instagram. So I love that there's different ways to do things. And like, I don't feel, I don't think I, well, maybe like from video content as well, but like my blog wouldn't be necessarily my hub. And so it's so cool to, it's so cool. That's the point of us having interviews is to bring other people on to show different perspectives. Uh, Asia and I are not the be all end all, as we said, like, obviously not like, duh, we know that. So (laughs) So it's cool to see such different perspectives. And Jen, we just really appreciate you taking the time. Okay. Bye guys. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. So thank you so much for listening, as always. And thank you to Jen for being here. We just loved having you. So, so excited to share this one. This is a, I mean, they're always good, but they're always good in different ways. This one was, this one was juicy. I liked this one. And I really liked the freedom that we talked about with this one. And before we go, we do have an exciting tidbit. So um, this episode with Jen is dropping on Thursday, March 3rd, depending on when you're listening to it. Might be today, might be later. But the following week, Asia and I will be on Jen's podcast, Make It Happen, uh, which will drop on Thursday, March 10th. And we're going to carry over this conversation because really we were like, there's so much more that we can talk about with Jen. We were like, we have to do this. This was not a planned thing. We were not like, ha, we'll be on yours and then we'll be, you'll be on ours. But we were like, really felt like we had so much more to talk about, especially like kind of getting on that topic of like creative ruts and all of that so tune in to make it happen um march 10th so next week yeah yeah so i'll leave a show i'll even link in the show notes to connect you guys with the podcast in general and make sure to tune in next week so that you guys can listen to us on her podcast ah so pumped okay so until our next episode we are sending you guys all of the positive and creative vibes your way and we hope you're having a fabulous freaking week bye Thank you for listening to Space to Face, brought to you by Asia Croson and Paige Poppy. To find out more about us and get episodes delivered straight to your inbox each week, please check out our website at space2face.com. Until our next episode, we hope you'll apply what you've learned today to nurture both the online and face-to-face aspects of your business. And until then, we thank you and we will see you in our next one.